Welcome back to Jamie All Over. Happy Mother's Day. Today I'm joined by a very special co-host who is having a laughing attack at the moment. Get those nerves out, little one. Because I'm about to introduce my esteemed guest and co-host today, who I've been trying to get on the podcast for a very long time. You just have a very busy schedule, apparently. I need to speak with your publicist about that, but thankfully... You have carved out some time to grace Jamie all over with your presence. Everyone, welcome my daughter, Ivy Lynn, to the podcast. Say hello to everyone, honey. Hi. She has the gigglies, seems like. What do you have in your hand? What um, is that? It's a little squishy that I got at the carnival at my school. Oh, I see. Okay, and you just had some vegan ice cream, so you're all hopped up on sugar. <laughs> Well, today is Mother's Day, Ivy, and you made me a beautiful card. At school. At school with a pretty flower, and each of the petals says a different quality that you think I have. And, and I even added some by putting clouds in the sky, and I put more words in the clouds. That's so sweet, and inside you had a very sweet message. And then you got me the cutest blanket that says best mom ever, and it has this whole paragraph on it that was very sweet. It made me tear up. I love my Mother's Day gifts. Thank you so much. And, <laughs> and thank you, my dear, for making me a mother. It's the most precious and special gift anyone has ever given me, and that's from you. You're welcome. <laughs> So Ivy, I did want to bring you on for a segment or two, but you said that you wanted to be here the whole time. So <laughs> you can co-host with me. That would be amazing. And Yay. then we'll also get into your segments that I would like to get into. Okay. Um, you can recap your weekend and then I want to do like everything. Well, today is Sunday. As I said, it's Mother's Day. Yesterday, Ivy and I took a drive out to Ontario, California to go meet with a packing supplier, I guess packaging, not packing. We're, we're looking for just the right packaging because Sugar Taco, very soon, we are going to be shipping our plant-based proteins, our donuts, our queso, and our cheese that we use in the quesadilla, which is different from the queso. And guess who's in charge of figuring out how to get it to you guys? That's right, me and my trusty assistant, Ivy. So we went to go look at some packaging. It's been a bit of a challenge because we 100% need the packaging to be biodegradable. So, you know, normally people would just use some plastic and vacuum seal it and call it a day. But because we love the environment over at Sugar Taco, we don't want to contribute to any extra waste we definitely need biodegradable. So as I said, it's been a challenge to find it. I think we finally did. I met with a very nice man out in Ontario. What do you think of George? He was so, so helpful, wasn't he? Uh-huh. He was nice. Ivy brought her book to read and George and I, we were, had the protein and we were, we were measuring it out. He had a scooper, thankfully, on site. He didn't mind getting it dirty. It equates to about four and a half cups that's going to be going in each package of the plant-based protein. So I had that exact amount with me and we tried out all the different pouches and packages and everything like that. And then we tested it with his vacuum sealer. So it was a fun day, Ivy, packed with some research. And uh, it's exciting because the closer we get to finishing that, the closer we get to 
everyone in the country being able to try yummy sugar taco. Yeah. What's your favorite thing from sugar taco? The burritos and the churro donuts, or the yeah. chocolate donuts. Yeah, you like the chocolate even better than the churro. Yeah. We don't always have the chocolate. That's one of our specials. And, you know, Mommy has complained before <laughs> about Sugar Taco getting rid of the monthly specials, which, you know, monthly specials do have to come to an end at the end of the month. But I love them. I get so obsessed with them, and then they're gone. And yeah. that chocolate donut that you loved was also a monthly special. I think we should do, like, a secret menu and put yeah. some of those monthly specials back on there. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. We'll see. So we're going to be opening up the third sugar taco. We finally got the keys to Long Beach. And that's exciting for us, Ivy, because it's closer to where we live than L.A. It's Yay. like half the distance. So we'll be eating too many churro donuts very <laughs> soon. The place is a brand new construction. It's on the first floor of a new apartment building on Broadway and Magnolia. And I'm coming to learn a lot of my friends from L.A. have recently moved there. Anyone that I was talking to about it recently, they're like, I live there, I live there, I live there, and I had no idea. So we're going to have a nice group probably to come to our grand opening party of all of my friends that live in Long Beach. And anyone else who wants to drive from L.A. would also be welcome to come to our grand opening. Can I come? Of course you can come. I can't wait. It's going to take a few months. Probably it'll take us till the fall, I would say, just because it's completely oh. empty inside. Is the outside done though? It's like a shell. It's new like construction. Pretty much, but it's on the corner. So we have a really big wraparound patio, lots of free parking in the back, super high ceilings. And what's really exciting about this location is that it's very large in size, which means next door to Sugar Taco number three, we are opening LA's first plant-based butcher shop slash sandwich shop slash deli. <laughs> and we will be shipping those items as well. So I've been super busy focusing on this and loving every minute of it. I can't wait to get these items to you guys. My car is currently filled, as Ivy knows, because she saw yesterday, the trunk is filled with very, very heavy tiles <laughs> that are going to Sugar Taco 3. I had them stored in the West Hollywood apartment, and since I moved out of there, I had to take them down here, but they're so heavy, and I did this all in heels, and I took it out of my storage and put them all into my trunk, and I said to Jade was one of the founders of Sugar Taco. I said, I just loaded up with all the tiles, I almost said tacos, all the tiles into my car, but now my arms are shaking and I can barely drive and there's no way I can unload them in Long Beach today. So we had to hold off and I'm gonna be unloading them on Wednesday and meeting her and Brittany there and we'll do a little walkthrough. So I'll get some video and I'll post it probably on Wednesday if you guys wanna take a look at what it looks like right now. Everyone loves a renovation. Those yes! are fun, right? So you guys can follow along with that. And then what else? Oh, Friday night, she, uh, you were not there. Ivy, but it was Sheena's birthday party. She did a day early. Her actual birthday was yesterday, but she flew to Atlanta for one night because she did a live show with our other friend, Lala. So Lala did a live podcast show that Sheena and Brock went to for the night. So we celebrated her birthday the night before and we went to dinner at Sir, and then we got some drinks after at Tom Tom. I had not been up there in a very long time. So anyway, yeah, Friday was fun. Got to see all my friends. And now that leaves us to today, which is Sunday. 
Ivy, I want to know from you. Yes. When you grow up, do uh-huh. you think you'd want to be a podcaster or in the restaurant business or something totally different? Well, I think that I could be a podcaster and I and I actually don't really know what I want to be when I grow up yet because like I have a lot of options. I I I, I want to be a lot of things. I love that you realize you have options. <laughs> we are in a lovely time in history. <laughs> you know, a hundred years ago, you might not have had as many options as you do, but now you can do anything and be anything you want to be, and that's amazing. You know, Ivy, you teach me so much from the way that I gave birth to you up until just yesterday. You're always teaching me things. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's talk about the way you were born. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very different, right? Yeah. So... Ivy's a mermaid. (laughs) She was born in water. (laughs) I had a natural birth at home in the West Hollywood apartment. (laughs) And we brought in a birthing tub. And I had three midwives and one doula. And they helped deliver you. And it was so, so nice. Because I was able to be in the comfort of my own home. (laughs) I didn't have to wear a hospital gown and there were no hospital lights and there were no doctors and nurses and people coming in constantly to monitor me. And that was exactly what I wanted. I didn't think I was going to have that type of birth. When I was five months pregnant, I was all set to deliver at Cedar sinai which was just around the block from the apartment. And had I gone through with that, me and Kim Kardashian would have been in there at the same time when she was having her baby North. Do you know who Kim Kardashian is? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't, right? (laughs) (laughs) When I was five months pregnant, I went to one of my regular checkups. When you're pregnant, you tend to go to the doctor a lot for your checkups. And up until that point, I had not met the doctor who was going to help me give birth to you. She was always too busy for me. And I would meet with her staff or nurses or whatever. And I just really wanted to meet my doctor, the person who was going to help me with you. Mm -hmm. So at that time, at five months, I finally got to meet her. I let her know the birth plan that I had in mind, which this may be a little bit over your head, but I said, you know, I don't want to be hooked up to an IV. I don't want any, I want to try to avoid interventions. I want to do it as naturally as possible. And her response to me was very dismissive. So to me, it sounded like she wasn't taking what I wanted into consideration at all. I came home from that appointment really a little uh sad you know what's yeah a little bummed out because I was like you know what as soon as I get in there they're just gonna hook me up to that IV and that's when you know all the interventions start your daddy actually said to me well why don't you have a, a home birth and I said absolutely not if anything happens like I you know I had that fear put in me that we tend to give women that you know it's it can I mean and yes it can be scary for many people and you never know what complications are going to come up fortunately I was able to do the home birth with some reassurance because I knew that the hospital was just around the block should an emergency arise and that was the plan so I shifted my focus and uh decided to go with a, it was called the Birth Sanctuary, and they were midwives, and they have a facility in the west side of LA. I decided instead of having it done there, I had them come to me, and we did it at home, and they they blew up the birthing tub, they filled it up, and it was a lovely, 
experience. I'll never forget it. I remember it all because there was no pain meds. <laughs> and it was funny because your due date was June 18th. Mm -hmm. So the night before, I remember I slept on the couch and I put on a hypnosis video on YouTube about giving going into labor and I put it on, it was hours and hours long, and I went to sleep to it, and I woke up, I believe it was around 5 a.m., either 5 a.m. or 7 a.m., I'm a little spotty on this, <laughs> might have been 7 a.m., I woke up in the morning, and I knew you were coming that day, <laughs> and then around 1 p.m., you were born, and do you know the first thing I wanted to eat after I had you? Pancakes. Yes, I <laughs> had such a craving for pancakes, and my mom and dad, your grandma and grandpa, were there, and Pa, who you call Grandpa. Um, pa, pa. You I call, call, I call him Pa. Yeah, you called him Pa. Yeah. yeah. He's not with us anymore, sadly, but he was there when you were born, which was wonderful. And he <laughs> went out and he got me pancakes. That's the first thing I ate after having you, after that hard work. So you're a mermaid. Yeah. You have some facts about some sea creatures, don't you? Yeah. Share, please. A cloud weighs more than a blue whale. That is amazing. Yeah, because I guess the water like adds up and is more than a blue whale. That's insane to think about. <laughs> I never thought of that. I would never have guessed that because you just look at clouds and they look all light and fluffy and they're up in yeah. the air, so you think they don't even weigh anything. We're actually going to make cloud bread later tonight for desserts. Oh, I can't wait, even though it's not vegan and oh. I can't eat it. <laughs> but I can't wait to see you make it. <laughs> we, could, we could use an egg alternative if you would want to eat it. Well, you know what? I think you should make it however you want to make it, <laughs> and I will help you. But that brings up a good subject. I'm vegan and you are vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. You were born vegetarian. Yeah. How do you feel about that since I kind of made that decision for you? I feel pretty good about that. Do you think you regret or miss having meat? <laughs> no. Do you think you'll ever have it? No. Because you're old enough to make your own decisions now, so you, <laughs> you still decide that you don't want to eat meat. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Aside from the sugar taco burritos and churro donuts? <laughs> Um, probably like, um, vegan dino nuggets. Uh-huh. I talked about them a couple <laughs> weeks ago on here that you love those. Yeah. I even eat them sometimes. They're yummy. <laughs> what is your favorite subject in school? Um, my favorite subject is art. You're so good at art. <laughs> you have, not from me, but you have it in your blood <laughs> in your genes to be a really good artist. Your grandma on your dad's side is a professional artist. Your two uncles on my side are also amazing artists and your dad's a good artist. So kind of makes sense even though I'm not a good artist <laughs> that you got Neither it. Neither is somehow. grandma. <laughs> right but you are so I love that you love art. You also like video games huh? Yeah. What's your favorite video game? Um, Roblox. What goes on with Roblox? <laughs> what are you doing on there? <laughs> um, it's basically like a platform that has many different games that people make. And you can make your own game, but you would have to do that on like a computer. If your friends are on Roblox too, then you can send them a friend request and you can play with them. That sounds fun. It also, as your mother, it sounds a little scary because <laughs> there's a chat on there, isn't there? And just yeah. anyone can, can chat? Well, no. You, they would have to be in your friends list to, to chat with you. Okay. No, we're not talking to any strangers. No. Okay. Let's get back to your facts, Ivy. We right. started with the whale versus the cloud. Yep. Who weighs more? What else yep. do you have for us? Um, well, alligators and crocodiles can't die of old age, so they would either have to starve because they get too big or get, like, hunted. 
Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, it's also kind of sad, though. It's sad if they die of starvation. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's sad. Either either way that they're going to die is going to be sad, Cause, I guess, huh? Because old age is, like, the best way to die. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that is sad now that, now that you've brought that to my attention. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, but isn't that amazing? They will never die of old age. So what happens is they just continue to grow bigger and bigger, which means they need to eat more and more. Eventually, they, they can't may find enough food. Yeah, they may starve to death or they get hunted by humans. You know, a lot of people like to use that alligator skin. And when I was in Florida, I actually saw a lot of alligator skeletons, like the skulls. People buy that for some reason, which I thought was very sad. What was the third reason that they die? Oh, another animal eats them. I don't know yeah. what animals eating alligators are. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like alligators would be the ones eating other animals. Exactly. Aren't there other animals that don't die that are immortal as well? Oh, yeah, there are. <laughs> what else? Immortal jellyfish. So there's something called an immortal jellyfish that don't die of old age. A bowhead whale. I think I'm saying it right. Or maybe it's bowhead. How is it spelled? B-O-W? Um, yeah. Okay. Could be either one. I don't know either. Um, a hydra. Which neither one of us knows what that is. <laughs> a red sea urchin. Okay. Giant tortoise. A giant tortoise. Yeah, you always hear that those tortoises outlive their owners, huh? Yeah. That's very interesting. Now, what's that fish that you always talk about and I never knew it existed? And, and I said, Ivy, what word are you saying? Oh, an axolotl. What is that? Well, it's so cute. It's like they come in different colors and it's like this fish. So it can live in water or outside of water. I forget what that's called. Um, Amphibian? Yeah. Does that mean? Maybe. Yeah, it's Did an amphibian. It's an amphibian. And okay. um, most of them are pink, and they have like these little arms. They look like the stage two of a frog, kind of, but they, but like cuter. And they have, well, no, not stage two if you um, like count the spawn egg. So stage three, um, technically. And it has these little arms, and then like a fin, and the fin has these little feathers coming out of it, and then their head has little feathers too. Weird looking little things, huh? Yeah, they're cute though. Some people have them as pets. Really? Yeah, they're really cute. You guys should look that up. Axolotl. <laughs> we watched a really sweet movie last night. We had, yeah! we had movie night together in bed. Our TV actually, our bedroom TV died out of nowhere. And it's not even that old. It's a Samsung. And I've read that Samsung is, I guess, known for the black screen of death as quoted on the internet as I was looking how to repair it. There is no repair for mine. So I turned it on yesterday and the screen just glitched out, glitched out totally. And then it just died. And I tried to reset it, all the tricks online, none of it worked. So I swapped out our living room TV, but the living room TV is enormous. And also the bedroom TV out here looks kind of small. Yeah, and now my bedroom is a movie theater. Yeah. So that's I mean, fun. that's good. So we watched, what the was the name? The best movie ever. What was the name of that movie? It's on Netflix and it's called Ruby to the Rescue. It's about a dog who, and her name is Ruby, if you can't guess that. Basically, nobody wants to adopt her because she's very jumpy and aggressive. So she keeps getting sent back to the animal shelter. But then one guy comes along and he decides to adopt her. One of like the pet shop owners are like, warning him that she's like very jumpy and aggressive. And then he's like, I like a challenge. And he takes her home. He enters her in a canine contest for a police dog thing. I wouldn't say it's a contest, but he wanted oh, yeah. to, like, he was uh, a entry. state trooper. 
trooper. Yeah. And this is a true story, by the way. That's why yeah. I think it's so fascinating. But he was a state trooper somewhere, I believe, in Massachusetts because they had a pretty strong Boston accent in this movie. He wanted to go up in the ranks from state trooper and he wanted to be in the canine unit. Yeah. But he needed a dog to do so and he yeah. needed to train that dog. And he went to the shelter. He's like, you're going to be the first rescue dog to be in this canine unit or shelter dog or whatever. <laughs> but it wasn't the typical German shepherd. It was half yeah. border collie. Go ahead. Oh, and he shows up to, like, the thing, and Ruby is, like, doing pretty well and t until she breaks out of her leash. So the guy who's The leading, teacher. Yeah, the teacher. Of, so basically, at this point, they're tr he's trying to be accepted into the canine training school with his dog, and Ruby mm -hmm. was misbehaving, and they were the only man and dog that were basically disqualified and not allowed to be in the training school. Yeah. So he had to teach her himself yeah and train her and then they went back and did another test let's not give it away if someone's gonna watch it right all right let's just say she she uh we won't say if she failed or if she passed that test we don't want to give that away okay, right okay. but well, now you have to watch it. now you have to watch it and there's an even bigger twist at the very very end yeah about who she saved right so don't she... don't give it away <laughs> I was crying. Were you crying? Yeah. I yeah. Was, like, I was so happy. I was literally screaming. I know. I was like, ah! It was so surprising. I, seriously, I don't think I've ever been that surprised in a movie. Usually, I'll have a movie figured out. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I see that coming. I did not see this coming at all. <laughs> Me neither. And that was, like, the best movie ever, too. It was so cute. It was on Netflix. It was so random how we found it. We were just looking at family and children I was. Movies. I was... Um, we searched up Onward, which apparently... Oh, I forgot it's on Disney Plus, not Netflix. Oh, that's why we couldn't find it. Um, and we were, like, looking through the recommendations that were in the search thing. And then we scrolled down, and I was saying no to everything. And <laughs> and then when Ruby to the Rescue came, I was like, what is that? What's it about? And then we started watching it, and then it was pretty good, and we just finished it. Yes. So let's put that in the category of Ivy's movie recommendations. <laughs> First of hopefully many. And that's a great movie if you have kids or if you just want a wholesome movie. It kind of reminded me like the acting from like a Hallmark movie. You're not going to be blown away by the acting skills of these people. However, I just love the fact that it's a true story and uh, yeah. it's very sweet. So we both recommend it. It's amazing how that's a true story. It totally is. I can't even believe that. Maybe I should get them on the podcast, right? Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. So let's see. Do we have anything left to talk about? Uh, well, any I more fun facts? Um, yeah, I have a, a lot more actually. A shrimp's heart is actually in its head. That's really sad considering <laughs> when people are eating shrimp cocktail, they're yeah. eating their heart. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, it's impossible for a pig to look up in the sky, so it can't like put its head up. This I just learned from you today. Yep. So I And so you're like, so they don't see the sky. I'm like, well, if they lay on their back, maybe they can, but... Apparently the way that, and I have not researched this, so this is coming from Ivy. It is. I researched it. I trust, I trust her research skills. Apparently they can't lift their head all the way up to look above yeah. them. Okay. Do you know pigs are as smart as a three-year-old human? I knew something like that. They're very intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Okay, another fact. Jellyfish, I actually don't know how to say this name. I'll just try though. Tusser, Tusser. Etopsis, um, <laughs> Dodd, Dodd Rini, can turn back time by going to an earlier stage of their life cycle. Okay, that's one of the most fascinating things that I've ever heard of. I know. 
because therein may lie the secret to turning back time or reversing aging because if they can do it i would love to know how also something super interesting there are worms that scientists are doing research on now that may hold the key to reverse aging as well and on that subject Someone had written in and asked me to do a podcast episode on hair and skincare tips. For the sake of being honest, I and I don't know how she wouldn't know this already, but I said, well, in that photo, half of my hair is fake. They, yeah, I was gonna uh, say that I was gonna say that you use extensions. I have hair extensions. I have since shortened them, but for years and years and years, I have been getting hair extensions now, and I'm kind of in this unfortunate cycle where I'm so used to having them that when I do take them out I feel like I I need them back right you don't away. have any hair I feel like I don't have any hair eventually I would like to just take them out and you know get my hair healthy again so I don't think I'm the person to give <laughs> hair care advice however skincare advice I will say there is no magic bullet there is no product that I think is any better than any other product in a way that it's a secret. I think the secret really comes from what you put in your body rather than what you put on top of the skin. So I have been vegetarian almost my whole life, but when I did become vegan and gave up dairy, it was like a whole new level for my skin. (laughs) It probably took off five to 10 years of my age, like in my face. Like if I actually just posted a slideshow for Sheena's birthday and I was looking at pictures of me from seven years ago and all the way up till today. And not to toot my own horn and not to be braggy in any way whatsoever, but I credit this to being vegan is that my skin today looks did, way did, better than it did seven yeah, years ago. Like did it did before it like not look that good and now and then looking at your skin now, like it looks way better. I think I look way younger now <laughs> than I did in my photos from seven years ago. Yeah, totally. So I mean dairy it just wreaks havoc on so many people are allergic to it on top of it and a lot of it can be cured by giving up dairy. In addition to that, I started that seventy five hard Still going fairly strong on that. In that program, as you guys know, if you've listened to previous episodes, I've been trying to drink a gallon of water a day, and I say trying. So that's the goal. Trying. Yeah, if I don't make that goal in the typical 75 hard program, you have to start over again from day one. I'm not doing that. I'm saying like my goal is a gallon of water, and just the fact that I have that goal (laughs) is making me drink way more water than I ever did before. (laughs) And that also has been contributing to very, very clear skin. Like for the first time I, since doing this program, I go out without makeup on and I think my skin looks fine. But previously it was like a little bit redder or not as glowy and I would just always want to wear foundation. But just from the water, it looks so fresh and I love it. And then my third skincare recommendation, and I'm sorry to be boring you, Ivy, because you have amazing, beautiful skin that everybody wants right now and you don't have to do anything for it. But other than the sunblock that you wear. My last recommendation is I have recently, I would say over the last month, really, really cut out sugar. That also includes my churro donuts. I haven't had one of those. I'm not a big sweets person as it is. However, sugar can be found in many things in many forms, even in like white breads and pastas and and stuff like that, because that turns into the glucose, which has the same effect on your body. I went for a glass of wine for happy hour 
with my friend Kelly and we were at the bar looking, Googling which wine has the least amount of sugar and it's Pinot Noir. The reason that started all of this is because I stumbled upon a video on YouTube about a guy whose face was really bloated and puffy and he showed the before and afters. He's a doctor and he said that that has to do with inflammation. My face has been bloated and now that I gave up the sugar, it's all gone away. So earlier in the episode, I mentioned my natural birth process and doing it at home. I also used a doula, and her name is Laura Garland. We follow each other on Instagram. She was amazing. And as far as insurance not covering these things, I think it's a shame, but they weren't as expensive as you would think that it would be. I do want to shout out two films that I saw. One was The Business of Being Born, And then I watched the follow-up to that called More Business of Being Born Part 2. And that featured like Giselle Boonshin, Cindy Crawford, Melissa Joan Hart, Christy Turlington, Leila Ali, several celebrities who went through the natural birth process as well. And something that I believe it was Cindy Crawford that said it in the film, but it really stuck with me. And she goes, I will never feel the need to run a marathon because that was my marathon. Like it's such an achievement to know that you did that and how, and to just see how strong that your body is to do that. And pregnancy and childbirth is not a sickness. And I think that was kind of the basis of that film is like, we have made it into a business. It was just an eye opening film, but I want to say, even though that that's the, direction I chose to go in. I don't think one is wrong or one is right. It's really what's right for you. What makes you feel most comfortable? I have many, many friends who had hospital births and had lovely experiences. I'm sure there's people who had home births and had scary experiences and had to go to the hospital. So it's all about what is going to make you the most comfortable and feel the safest and the strongest. But I don't want to come across as if that's the best route for everyone and or that I'm recommending it. I'm not. This is just what I chose to do. And if anyone is interested in it, I would say start with those two films. Or you can reach out to me and ask me questions. So I think we've come to an end. I've lost no, my co-host. No, no. <laughs> Wait, I wanna say I wanna say one more thing about the jellyfish thing. Okay. So so I think that that basically means that those jellyfish can live forever if they wanted to because they could just keep going back to an earlier life cycle and, re- and like redoing everything. We'll have to look into that. But yes, possibly. I like the way you think. Well, Ivy, on this Mother's Day, I want to thank you so much for being the perfect co-host slash guest. You're welcome. My eight-year-old daughter who will be nine very soon. I don't know where the time has gone. June 18th. June 18th is Ivy's birthday. She'll be nine. She is a Gemini, which I absolutely love her little personality. I think you're so smart and funny and special and loving and kind, and I'm so proud of you. I love you more than anyone and anything in the entire universe. And again, thank you for giving me the privilege of being your mom. You're welcome. Goodbye, everybody. Take care. Talk to you next week. This girl is on fire. This girl is on fire. She's walking on fire. This girl is on fire.